Um, I'd like to introduce to you my friend, Marika. Would you just give her a hand? Mostly, I'm, I'm proud to um, introduce her to you as friend. That uh, literally is something she knows how to do well. You're such a joy. You're a natural joy. You're so genuine, uh, genuine and real. And I'm really enjoying building that friendship with you. Um, Marika is also a mother of nations. It's just who she is. It's her heart. She loves the nations. She's already been a missionary. And one eye is here doing what she does amazingly as a biological mom. She's a foster mom. She oversees a homeschooling community. Her other eyes on the nations, and we just have so much to learn from her, and I'm excited for her future, and I'm looking forward to learning more from her. And would you just join me as I pray for her this morning? Yeah. Father, we just thank you that you chose us to inherit such a friend, Lord, and someone who's so tall in the kingdom, who um, has learned so much in the kingdom and is so hungry and eager to learn so much more. Lord, I just bless her in this community. I bless who she is in this community. I bless her with rest and joy, just even in this next time that she shares her heart with us. Lord, we thank you for her family. Pray blessings and covering over all she holds dear. Um, would you just surround and bless her this morning in Jesus' name? Amen. Have fun. Thanks, Amy. It's so good to see you all this morning. Um, I was so nervous um, about coming to speak um, and um, I feel my nerves in my body and my legs wouldn't work, my arms wouldn't work, they're all jelly. Um, but I walked in... Um, I walked into the room um, this morning and was just met with so much love and encouragement and support. And um, and so um, I still feel like jelly, but I think it's like a Holy Spirit jelly now. Like it's just like, whoa, this is just, wow, guys. This community that you have built here is absolutely amazing. And I just count it an absolute privilege um, that I get to be a part of this family. Um, as um, Amy has said, I've, I have been all over the world. I still can't believe that. Um, and I've spent time in many different churches all over the city of Rockingham, in Perth, um, and in other countries. Um, and there's no place like here. There's no place like here. What you have built is absolutely incredible and amazing. And I just feel so lucky um, to walk into to this family. Um, and you've already done all the hard work. <laughs> um, it's just amazing. So just thank you for being you. Um, I'm actually going to speak this morning um, off the back of... Um, Jen Evaz's word um, last week. Um, so if you weren't um, here last week, I do encourage you to jump um, online and to listen to Jen Evaz's word. It's available on YouTube. Um, and I have watched it many times um, and listened to it many times. And I encourage you to do the same thing because she actually bought us a prophetic word. She bought not just the leaders in this church, but everybody in this, you know, in this community that calls this place home. She gave you a prophetic word. And with prophetic words, you need to eat them daily. Okay, you need to eat them, you need to consume them, they need to become a part of you so that you don't forget them. The prophetic word, it's from God. And this is something that I um, do regularly. I have um, a lot of my prophetic words recorded on my phone and I will pop in my headphones and I listen to them over and over again as I'm falling asleep, when I'm feeling sad, when I'm feeling fearful... Um, when I'm feeling good, when I'm feeling joy, all of it. I get those prophetic words and I listen to them over and over again because 
they remind me of who he is, who I am, and what he has for me. And so I want to encourage you to please, I'm going to, I'm going to um, just share briefly again what she said, but please go away this week, hop on to Paradox Church on YouTube and listen to her word, okay? Because it is for you. Don't discount it and think it's for the leadership um, or anything like that. Take it personally, okay? God in that moment leant down to speak to you face to face and give you a kiss on the cheek. It was for you, Okay? And this is what um, Jen Evaz said. She gave us the word um, upgrade. And that is just like, yes, thank you. Yes, I would love an upgrade. But whoa, that feels heavy, right? This is what she said. An upgrade is coming. Um, She then spoke into, you know, upgrades. Upgrades in finances, upgrades in influence, upgrades in family, upgrades in being able to carry the glory of God. And she also said this, which hit me, and I've been going over her words all week. She said here, you do not know who you are, your value, your value in the way that the Lord knows it. You do not know the good things that you carry for your region and for global impact. You don't know how good you are. You are so good, but you don't know it. And I feel like I'm here just to kind of shake your tree a little bit and just to say, you are, you are amazing. I've experienced it. I've encountered it from you. And it's so beautiful. I was chatting with a gentleman um, after the service um, last week in the evening. Um, and Jen, Eva, she did a lot of uh, ministry time. And a lot of people came forward um, and she prayed for them and they were encountering the Lord. And it was so beautiful. And all of the men in the house... It was so beautiful. All of the fathers, I know it's Mother's Day, but all of the fathers in the house came forward and just took care of the flock. I don't know if you noticed that. They all came forward and they all stood around whoever was being prayed for, you know, for protection, for love, for encouragement. And if anybody needed help, they helped them. They covered them. And then when the people were laying in the presence of God... These men kept their eyes on them to make sure that they were okay, that they weren't getting stood on. And when they wanted to stand up, they lent them a hand. Can I help you stand up? And they helped them up and they walked them back to their chairs. It was just amazing. They weren't just, you know, out in the presence and just left. They were, they were taken care of. They were loved. And I said to somebody, I mean, I've been in environments like that before and I haven't seen that before. The, it was the next level love and care that was taken. And I was saying this to this gentleman, this is what I noticed. And he said, oh, I didn't really think about it. I just do it. I just do it. Because it's just who you are. You know how to love so well. You know how to encourage people so well. You know how to help carry people's burdens so well and, and move them through their journey. And I've never experienced that in any other community that I've gone to. And when Jen said that, you don't know who you are. You don't know your value. You don't know the way the Lord knows it. You do not know the good things you carry for your region and your global impact. You are so amazing. 
And it's time that we tapped in to the Lord and to the Holy Spirit to find out who we really are so that we can go and have that regional impact and that global impact. And you don't have to be somebody that, you know, that goes to the nations, that travels to other countries, that has a public platform. Your platf- you have a platform. Every single person in this room has a platform. Whether you are at this end of the age bracket and you're in school to this end of the age bracket when you're retired and in a retirement community, it doesn't matter. You have a sphere of influence that the Lord is wanting to break into and he wants to partner with you and use you. Okay, and we've had this word, upgrade. He wants to upgrade you, okay, so that when you are moving in where you are, you can carry what he has for you, okay? You can carry what he has for you. And so I encourage you, this prophetic word is for you. So go back, listen over to that word and ask Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what is it that you're saying to me through this word? Because so much of, so an upgrade is coming, right? So much of that upgrade and that favour of the Lord that is coming for you does also really depend on how you are stewarding your current season, what you're doing with what you have right now. We can't sit back and just go, okay, the Lord said an upgrade is coming, bring it. And I'm just going to sit here and wait for it. No, we actually have to partner with the Lord in this word. Okay, yes, he will do whatever he wants to do. He is the Lord. But that's not the point. Did you know that the the calling that you have Um, and what he wants you to do, and all of the great things, do you know what he actually ultimately wants to achieve with you? Is intimacy. Okay, he wants intimacy with you. Say you have this amazing word placed on your life, um, and you're going to go to the nations, and you're going to preach the gospel. The end point of you hopping on the plane, and going to another nation, and preaching, Um, is great, but it's all the things in between before you even get there, right? It's the leaning into him and and listening to his voice and what is it? It's the surrender. It's um, learning his voice, hearing his presence, entering in with him. All of these things is what he loves. And um, I love, um, um, he's in the waiting, he's in the journey. Bill Johnson said this, um, he said, it's like... um, It's like when you do an Easter egg hunt for your kids, right? We've just had Easter and my kids love an Easter egg hunt. William, I saw you still loving an Easter egg hunt at 13. And we gather with our cousins and it's it's the yearly event and they absolutely love it. We have from 3 to 13 um, and they love it. And they want us to hide the eggs so so they can look for them because the joy is not only in getting that egg the joy is in the hunt, okay? Their joy is in running across the field to the area where the eggs are hidden with their little basket and and looking in the trees and looking under the bushes and trying to find all of the eggs. That was the joy. And then they kind of open all the eggs and it's done. That's what it's like with the Lord, okay? He's like, I've got an I've got an egg hunt for you. I've got an upgrade for you, okay? But it's all the lead up, all of the lead up to that upgrade is what's really exciting and really important and what he really wants you to do. It's the, it's the intimacy. He wants you 
He wants you in that word. Um, and I have, I have received, um, as I said, prophetic words before and I have them recorded and I listen to them on my phone. And I remember getting this, um, this one prophetic word from someone and it was, um, it was nuts. <laughs> it was powerful. Um, it did powerful things to me in the moment and it felt really heavy um, and it was just like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Um, and it was kind of like this, and it's almost like this, you're going to go to, it wasn't this, but it's kind of like you're going to the nations. And she said, because you will know the Father heart of God. You will know the Father heart of God and this is the thing that you would do. And I'm just like, wow. And I, and I, and I almost was like, oh, well, what do I do now? And I just re- he really spoke to me and said, do you really know my heart? Because she said, you will know the Father's heart and then you will do this. And I had this revelation of, oh, no, I don't know the Father's heart. Remember how I was sharing what Jen Evers said to you? She said, you don't know how good you are. I didn't know how good the Lord was, okay? And I had this prophetic word and I, I couldn't sit still. I had to partner with it. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to have to really know the Father heart of God. And I had this revelation um, that I was actually living life as an orphan. Um, and I'm not an orphan. I have two parents who love me. Um, I have four parents that love me. I've got wonderful in-laws. Um, but I was actually living my life as an orphan, I knew the Lord, accepted the Lord into my heart when I was um, a teenager and was living a Christian life. Um, But I'd realised, actually, I'm living the life of an orphan. And let me just explain that to you. And so when you have um, somebody who's an orphan, they're on their own, okay? And they have to take care of themselves. Because often the adults in their life can't be trusted. Um, They don't know where they're going to be next, they don't know where the next meal is going to come from. They um, can only trust themselves very much. And that's how I was living. I can only trust myself. can't trust anyone else. And it was in this journey of unpacking um, why. Now, you have an amazing ministry here in, in the Elijah House ministry where you get to unpack your junk. Um, and this is a process that I was going through. And I'd realised that I had become an orphan along the way. And so what had happened to me was um, my parents, um, uh, lovely people, but um, they were going through a divorce when I was a teenager. And I'm one of three girls, and my two older sisters are a lot older than me. Um, And at the time, you know, as soon as I kind of turned 18, they flew the nest and were living on their own. Um, And so I was the last one at home, and I'm just a young young teenager, about 13 or 14. Um, And my parents, unfortunately, were... um, and going through a divorce. Um, and at that time, it's um, all that they could do would just focus on what was happening to them. Because it's a really difficult time. Um, and my mum thought that she was doing the best thing for me. She actually sent me away from the home. Because home wasn't great, right? Um, because of the divorce and mum and dad still being in the same house. So she's like, I just need to remove um, Marika from this. And so I remember going and living with both of my sisters for months at a time and we had another family friend and I would go and live with her. Um, And so I was pushed out of the nest. But with a good heart, right, she wanted to protect me. Um, But for me, I saw it as like, well, 
mum and dad are not going to take care of me. Um, I have to take care of myself now. And so I began at a very young age making all of my own decisions. I decided when I would go to bed. I decided what I was going to eat if my sister hadn't prepared anything for me. I decided how I was going to get to school. I decided if I was going to do my homework and how um, invested I was going to be in at school which I decided wasn't very invested. Um, and so I started making my own decisions because of what had happened to me. Remember, it was from love. I, I love my mum and she was just trying to protect me. But I had stepped out from the covering of a mother and father. And that continued right up until, you know, um, a few years ago when I had this revelation of, oh, I've stepped out of the covering of being mothered and fathered. I'm an orphan. Because... Parents can't be trusted to make the right decision for me. I have to make my own decision. And so that translated into everything. I didn't know how to receive love from my, my in-laws. I didn't know how to receive love from other people. I had to make a way for myself in, in, in everything. Have you ever had a, a prophetic word where someone says, I see open doors for you? Then I'd be like, I have to open the door because it's just me. I'm on my own. And so I'd stepped out of the covering of my parents. I stepped out of the covering of anyone trying to mother and father in me. But the worst thing of all is I'd stepped out of the covering of Heavenly Father. And I didn't know how to draw close to him. But here I have this prophet saying to me this amazing prophetic word, and you will know the Father's heart. And I am not sitting in his lap. I am not up and close with him because I've held him at a distance because he's angry, because he's distant, because he doesn't care, he has his own problems. Can anybody identify with me in those thoughts? Right? That is not the truth. That is the lies of the enemy to hold us back. And so here I have this prophetic word and it says, you will know the Father's heart, you will know the Father's heart. What would have happened if I didn't partner with that word? That is what I want you to hear today. You have to partner with the word that the Lord's giving you. You have to move forward. And so I ran after the Father's heart like I've never run after anything in my life. And, and I went through the process of breaking down those lies, of walking through forgiveness and repentance and come into the presence of God and know the Father's heart. So now I'm excited for the tail end of that word that's coming. But you have to partner with God. And it's frightening. Jen Evas also talked about thresholds. You know, to get through to the to get through to the new thing, to get through to the upgrade, often there's a threshold that we have to step across to get into the new thing. Okay? And it can be really scary. Okay? Good things often are. Um, and when she started talking about um, Going through, across the threshold, um, excuse me, um, I just was reminded of the story of Gideon. I love Gideon um, because he was afraid and he did it anyway. Does anyone else feel afraid? Okay. So the story of Gideon is found in Judges 6 um, and Gideon is an Israelite um, and um, it's from the history books. I just encourage you to go and, and eat this for yourself. Um, but Gideon, he is an Israelite um, and at that time the Israelites are 
basically being picked on. <laughs> they're being bullied um, by the Midianites, I think. They're coming and they take their land. Um, they steal their crops. They make the soil so it's no good for them to grow. They are just not being great to the Israelites. And Gideon enters um, into our story here and he's hiding. He's hiding um, in a wine press. New wine, love that reference. Hiding in a wine press, but threshing wheat. So he's trying to make bread for his family, but he can't do it out in the open. He has to hide, and he's hiding in a wine press, and he's hidden away so they can't find him. He's obviously afraid because that's why he's hiding. Okay, and he's and an angel of the Lord comes to him. Okay, and I'm in Judges 6 if you wanted to have a look. Um, and I'm at verse 11, and this is what... This is what he says. So the angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Oprah that belonged to Joash, all these names, uh, where, <laughs> let's get to, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianites. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Does he look like a mighty warrior in that moment? He's hiding, threshing the wheat in the wine press, and he is afraid. And, and the angel of the Lord comes and goes, mighty warrior. That's like the prophetic word, right? They come and they say, you're getting an upgrade. You are amazing. And you're like hiding, hiding, and you're so afraid. And God's calling me out going, hello, mighty warrior. And I'm like, I don't feel like a mighty warrior. And that's exactly what Gideon says to him. I love the way... When you go and read this story, the way that Gideon talks with God and the way that he's like, nah, don't believe you, give me a sign, I can identify with that. Um, and so the, Lord, the angel of the Lord comes and says, um, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. And at, in this moment, Gideon does not feel like that, that the Lord's with him and challenges him. So great. It's so great. And what the Lord wants him to do is actually defeat the, the Midianites. This guy who's afraid now has this word where you're going to go and you're going to take back my people. And he's just like, all right. And he you know, has some challenges. And the angel of the Lord says to him, go in the strength you have and save Israel out of the Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? Okay. I will be with you. And then he says, Now I have found favour in your eyes. Give me a sign that is really you talking to me. And he goes through laying out the fleece. He's like, okay, you want me to go do this thing, right? I've got this prophetic word. You've called me out. Um, what do you want me to do, God? And God says, I will be with you. Don't be afraid. This is what I want you to do. Then he actually did go and do it. It didn't say that he was brave in doing it. He was still afraid, but he went and did it. So everybody in this room, there's a different upgrade for you, right? And I can't label them all. You're, you sit with the Holy Spirit in this word. What has he got for you? Is it upgrades in your finances? Is it upgrade in your family life? Is it upgrade um, in your relationship with God? Is it upgrade in your power and strength? You think about that, okay? And if you're afraid... It is okay. The Lord is with you. And he calls you a mighty warrior. I know her words said you don't know who you are. And I'm filling in the words of who you are. You are amazing. 
You are so loved. You are so kind. You are so uplifting. The Spirit is with you and He is in you and He is upon you and you're going to do amazing things. You need to partner with Him. Hear me this morning. You have to partner with what He's doing. Gideon parted with the Lord, right? He wasn't sure. He's like, all right, Lord, I'm going to put out a fleece and um, if this is what you want me to do, make the fleece dry and the ground wet, okay? Of course, the Lord does it. Gideon's still afraid. Next day, switches it around. God, Lord comes. He keeps coming, right? The Lord keeps coming. He keeps coming. He keeps partnering Gideon. Yes, this is what I want you to do. And then we get towards this part of the story. Um, remember, what um, is the Lord's wanting Gideon to do is to go and take back, um, to defeat the, Midians, the Midianites. And he's got his army and um, he's still afraid. <laughs> He's gone through all of this with God of saying, are you sure? Like three times, four times. Are you sure, God? Yes, I'm sure. Are you sure, God? Yes, I'm sure. I mean, the Lord just been like, come on, Gideon, get it together. Um, so he, um, he is finally at the point where um, he's finally at the point where the next day they're going to go to war and he's still afraid. <laughs> And the, the God, God says to him, I can't find it in there, just trust me, go and read it. God says to him, okay, if you're afraid, this is what I want you to do. Go down to the enemy camp. What? I'm afraid and you're sending me to the enemy. He's like, don't worry about it. Go down to the enemy camp, okay, and you will get, you will get what you need. So he goes down to the enemy camp and he overhears them saying, I had a dream that we got defeated. And Gideon's like, yes. I've seen it. I've seen it. They've said it. I'm going to go. And the Lord's like, go and I am with you. And they um, sound the trumpets and the Lord actually confuses them all and they all kill each other anyway. <laughs> and Gideon comes and he's victorious, right? Do you sometimes feel like Gideon? I'm so afraid. I'm so afraid. God, are you with me? Are you sure? Yes, I am. Keep going, keep going. But the point to Gideon's story, one of the points is that he kept going and he didn't stop and he did it afraid. And the Lord was with him. And in the end, it was the Lord's hand, right? It was the Lord's hand that brought about the defeat of the Midianites. Okay, so I want you to hold on to that. That's why we have these stories in here. Yes, it tells us our history, but it's here to encourage us. Okay, he's not looking for the person who's got it all together. If you feel so a mess right now, it's okay. If you feel like you don't have it all together, it's okay. Because he wants to partner with you. He wants to do it with you. That's who the God is. He's the face-to-face -face God. Moses, face-to-face Okay, the veil was torn for us to enter in to, his, to him. And he wants to partner with you and do these things face to face. But so often we're afraid. So we get this word, upgrade in finances, right? That is a scary thing, to have your finances and, and trust them. And I've been in that point. I've been in that point where... Um, um, as I said, we've lived overseas before um, and done a year's worth of missionary work in Cambodia. And to go to Cambodia, we had to sell everything that we owned um, so that we could um, finance ourselves. We didn't have um, 
a funding or anything like that. We were just going to take care of it ourselves. Do you remember how I said I didn't know how to be fathered and I'd just take care of it myself? It's probably something like that. <laughs> but anyway, we sold everything. We just had one child at the time. Um, we sold everything and we went and lived in Cambodia for a year. We did some um, volunteer work there for a year and it was incredible. It was amazing and really difficult. <laughs> but we came home and Remember, we'd sold everything. We had nothing. And we'd used all of our money um, in Cambodia and we were left with nothing. And we had to start again. Um, and what we actually did, um, Greg and I as a couple, we, we actually um, invited, this is crazy, invited God into our finances. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> we made that conscious decision to, okay, God, we've got nothing but we invite you into our finances and we invite you into our decisions. And he laid it on our heart to actually really start budgeting in that moment. And Greg's like, this is what I really want to think we should do and that we really need to be strict with our budgeting. And I'm like, okay. Um, and we invited um, the Lord into our finances. And let me tell you, from that moment that we invited the Lord into our finances, I have never, ever, ever been without. It has been, I have got financial breakthrough, upgrade stories. I've got so many of them. It would take me too long to share with you. From this simple act of God, we invite you into our finances and we partner with you and we listen to you to see, hear what you say. Okay, and we're going to go forth from that. And then it just, I mean, I've got so many crazy stories. We bought a house um, that we didn't have our job for very long, didn't have any money. The real estate agent looked at us like we were legit crazy. Um, we went to Cambodia with one kid, came back with two kids, got this newborn, buying this house that no one wants to live in because it's so disgusting, so run down. I'm like, no, this is the house that the Lord has said. And we, we get to buy a house. People would give us money secretly. Um, they'd give us food out in the open, all of it. And I have, um, I have this envelope in my house. I don't know where this envelope came from. It's not an envelope that is mine. Well, I have plain white envelopes. This is a beautiful envelope. And it was filled with $50 notes, lots of them. And Greg's like, where did this come from? I'm like, I've got no idea, but I'll take some of that. <laughs> Took some out right? Put it in my purse, spent it, took some out, put it in birthday cards. Do you know that that envelope, we got that when we came back from Cambodia. How long have we been back from Cambodia? Well, Emily's nine, nine, ten, nine years. That envelope is still full of $50 notes. I've never put $50 notes in it. I only take $50 out of it. It's just God. That's all I can think of. It's just the Lord. And it, we've continued to Lord, what do you want us to do with this money? When it comes to things like, hey, we've got this Lilia Haven open, um, we don't just go, oh, let's just look at our bank account and give this amount. First, we go, Lord, how much do you want me to give? And he gives me a number and I partner with that crazy number and I go, I trust you, Lord. Do you know he can't show you that he is a God of provision unless you let him do you remember my story of I'm in charge? I don't get fathered and mothered. I make all my decisions. I'm not letting God be God. When I open up and go, okay, God, what is it that you want me to do? 
I let him come in and I see that he is the God who provides. And we see it all through the Bible. He's the God that takes care of the birds birds of the air and the lilies of the field. He loves them. Doesn't he love you so much more than that? Won't he give you so much more than that? But if I'm holding on to everything really tightly and only making a way for myself and only budgeting myself and not inviting him in, how do I know that he loves me more than the birds of the air? How can I see the change in my bank account without inviting him in and going, God, you come in. And then you know what I do in that moment? I put all the glory back on the Lord. All the glory for that money envelope back on the Lord. This is God. He loves me so much. I have a never-ending envelope of money. How good is he? And I tell you the testimony and I share it with you to tell you how good he is. How he wants me to succeed in life. If you heard my prophetic word on Sunday from Jen Evers, she said, you'll go to the nations and you won't have to be poor. Right? I've got the envelope. (laughs) I've got the envelope. And I tell you that story because I want you to know that he is a good God. He He is who he says he is. He is a God who provides. And what he does for me, he can do for you. But remember that I partnered with God. Invite him in. Invite him in to those things that are stopping you from going over the threshold. Right? Going to the nations when you've got no money seems impossible. But I go, okay, God, I'm going to invite you into my finances. I'm going to step across. I'm going to work through the pain of somebody not taking care of me. And I'm going to forgive them and I'm going to move on with you and let you take care of me. You have to work through it. You have to. And that's where you're planted in the most amazing community. You, everybody I've come across in this church is so kind and is so loving and is so caring. And they're willing to take your hand and help you with your pain and not judge you for it and to help you through it, and to be vulnerable with you. Changed people, change nations. That was a part of her word as well. You're going to have not only a local impact, you're going to have a global impact. That feels heavy, right? But do you know all that you have to do is just partner with God? When I was preparing for this service, um, to what I wanted to speak, I actually spent all of my time in the presence of the Lord, just with him, worshipping, listening to music over and over. That's all I did yesterday. I took my son to soccer and then I came home, put on my pyjamas, sat on the couch and worshipped all afternoon. It's with him. It's with him. And for me, the threshold that kept me from him was my, my, my pain from my past. Dealt with it, got rid of it, stepped forward in the father's heart. Next thing that's stopping me from going to the nation, my finances, invited the Lord in. He makes decisions with me. He abundantly blesses him. I turn the glory back to the Lord, step across the threshold, and I keep, I keep going. I keep going. I'm here to encourage you this morning. Keep going. Identify the fear. Work through it with others. You have such, I keep saying it, you have to believe it. You've got this community here. You have tools here, okay, to you um, get connected in 
to a Life Hub, get connected into doing Elijah House, get connected in with a counsellor, get connected in with a DNA group. You are loved and celebrated and people want to see you in freedom, okay? Do you know why we want to see you in freedom? Because you have an important role. You have an important role here in this house. You have an important role um, in our region. And I know here for our church, our region is quite far from Manja to Perth. You have a role wherever it is that God has planted you. And my job, I'm, I'm a homeschool mum. Every day, I'm in my sweats with my kids. Every day, that's what I do. But that is my assignment from the Lord. And I will not take that for granted. I will not think that that's not important. I take hold of it and I do my very best. I invite my Lord into my homeschool, into my mothering my children. Lord, what is it that you want me to do? What is it that you want me to share with my children? What is, now, now it's grown. What do you want me to do with the other homeschool mums in my community? that are feeling isolated and on their own and struggling with their children. How can I help them? How can I love them? And then my reach gets bigger and bigger and bigger. I help people all over Australia and all over the world with homeschooling from this little YouTube channel. And people ask me questions all the time and I do it from my couch in my sweatpants. I'm not on the stage with a microphone telling them. I'm messaging them one-on-one, -on -one, having, encouraging them, oh, you're the, actually the best teacher for your child. And you can do it. You can do it. I know you can do it. Here's some resources that you can try. This is what I did. Maybe you could try that. And I encourage them all from my couch. I mean, when COVID locked us down, it didn't matter. It doesn't matter. You are so important. This prophetic word of the Lord has an upgrade for you and you are going to change your region and you're going to change nations. That is for you. That is for you. So go and listen to that word. Eat it. Ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what is, what is the thing that is keeping me from my upgrade? And he will, he will tell you and he will help you. Like the story of Gideon, mighty warrior, do not fear, I am with you. And that's what the Lord's saying. Mighty warrior, do not fear, I am with you. That thing that you've been hiding behind, the thing that's stopping you from stepping out, stepping up, stepping in, that's the thing that I want to work on with you. And he will do it with you. He knocks on the door and waits for it to be opened. But you have to open the door. Okay, he's standing there going, I want to help you with this. Um, but he's a gentleman and you're like, yes, please, Lord, come in and help me with this. Because I want to see this church step across their thresholds and into their upgrade. I want that for you, not only for myself, but I want that for you. Your upgrade affects everybody around you. You know, when you have an upgrade um, in, the, in the power of the Lord, whoa, our city needs that. Our city, I mean, you, um, there's an anointing on this house um, for um, inner healing. I just feel there's going to be anointing on this house too for physical healing as well. So not only the, the inner healing, but our physical bodies will be healed as well. 
And that, that upgrade comes, you know, he wants to partner with us. He's waiting to break out, but he's ready, waiting for us to be able to carry the thing that he has for us. And that's what I was talking about when we're talking about how are you stewarding the season that you're in right now? Okay? What are you doing with what you've got right now? Even if it's a painful season, I've been... I mean, I stand and talk to you about wonderful things. I know pain as well. We're not without it. I know pain, but it's what you do in that moment of pain. What are you doing? Say your finances are terrible, you're really struggling financially. You know, what is it that you're doing? What is it that you're doing right now? And what is it that you can do to partner with God to get you out of this season? If you're going through struggles in relationships... Struggles in trusting the Lord. What are you doing right now? What are you doing right now? And I tell you what, when I, when I feel fear, I run to the Father so fast, so fast. Because that's where, that's where I'm okay. I had COVID recently um, and I was pretty sick. And I know when everyone gets sick, they just feel like they're dying, right? <laughs> but I, did, I felt so sick. And my whole family had it. And the thing with COVID is um, that you're on your own. Nobody can help you. So I just wanted to say in that as well, if you know someone who's got COVID, please reach out. Even if it's just a message to say, hey, I'm thinking of you, I love you. You're going to be okay. You'll get through this. How can I help you? Just reach out. So I'm at home. I've got COVID. Whole family's got COVID. We're all in our <laughs> beds or wherever we are just trying to survive. Um, Greg was great. He was really taking care of us. But I was in bed and I felt so, so sick. It was at the point where you have... Um, really high fever and high temperature. And I don't know if you've had that before, but it just does not make you think straight. I've had pneumonia before. I've had chickenpox before. Same thing. When you get that fever, you're just like totally out of it. It's horrible. And I'm in this, and I'm actually feeling really, I'm just like, I said to Greg, I feel really sad. I feel really sad. And I'm panicking. He's like, why? And I'm like, I don't know. And then it hit me, you're afraid. It's like, oh, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of not getting well. I don't know what it was I was afraid of. But the Lord said to me, you're afraid. And I'm like, oh, I know what to do when I'm afraid. When I'm afraid, I go and sit in my daddy's lap. I go and sit in Papa God's lap. And so I grab my phone. The way that I sit in his lap is I put on worship music because when I'm feeling afraid, I can't sing songs for myself. Have you ever felt that before? I can't pray for myself. I can't sing songs for myself because I'm so afraid. And so I grab my phone um, to put on music and I put on the songs of... Um, when I'm surrounded by you, this is how I fight my battles. Um, he goes before my enemies. I put on these things and these, these songs begin to sing over me. And as I get my phone, right, a message pops up from Facebook on my locked phone from a complete stranger, right? And he's like, I want to pray for you. What? And it says, put me first, come and sit in my lap, I will, you know, take care of you. And this, from a complete and utter stranger, right at the minute where I felt so afraid. If that's not God messaging me on Facebook, I don't know what it is. <laughs> but the point is, I knew, what I, I knew what to do when I was afraid. Okay? I knew what I was... I knew what I had to do when I was afraid. So if you're feeling fear, I encourage you, run to the Lord. Go spend time with him. Put on the worship music. Get into his presence. Ask him to speak to you. Lord, help me in my fear. What is it that I'm afraid of? And how can I get out of that? And he will say, I am here, mighty warrior. I am with you. And I will walk you through this. 
So just stand with me as um, I pray for you. Lord, I thank you that I stand in a room with mighty warriors. Just hold out your hands. Just hold out your hands. I'm just going to pray to you like the Father's standing in front of you. Oh, baby, I love you so much. You are so precious. You are so loved. You are a mighty warrior. I know you don't feel like it, but you are. And I love you so much and I want to come in nice and close and I want to hold you tight and whisper in your ear that I love you, that I see you, that you are important, that you are valuable, that you are mighty and you are an overcomer. I'm in a room full of people who are overcomers. You will overcome this thing that is in front of you. You will overcome the pain. You will overcome the hurt. You will overcome the lack. And I am going to restore everything that the enemy has taken from you. Pain, fear, lack, they are all things from the enemy. They are not things that God has given you. And so you need to let them go. And now I'm going to give you the things that you should have. I am going to provide for you. I am going to love you endlessly. I am going to support you. I am going to encourage you. I am going to lift you up. I have given you the gift of the Holy Spirit and the fruits of His Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Take it, take it all. Take it all. That's who you are. You are loving. You are kind. You are patient. You are joy. And the whole world is going to see my glory because of you. Because that's how important you are to me that I would share my glory with you. So come away with me. Come away with me and sit with me and I will help you heal. And I will usher you across the threshold into your upgrade. And it is going to be beautiful. It is going to be powerful. It is going to be amazing. You are going to infect this region, this city, this nation and the world. Because the Holy Spirit is with you and it's through Him that all these things are going to come to pass. So as you walk out of this room today, know that you are loved. You are so beautiful and I treasure you deep in my heart. And Lord, we just say thank you. (laughs) We just worship you, God. God, you are so good. You are so kind. And I'm so thankful that you're my Papa. And that you encourage us and that you love us. You're amazing. And we pour out our endless love and devotion and affection upon you, God, because you deserve it all. You are worthy of it all. Lord, would you go forth with every woman in this house. Thank you that you've blessed them with the gift of motherhood, the gift of caring for others, the gift of nurturing, whether they're nurturing friends, adults, family members. You have given the gift of that We thank you, Lord, that you would restore broken hearts. That if that's your pain today, you'd step across the threshold and pick up the phone and call mum, say I love you. And please call your spiritual mothers and tell them how much you love them too. And say thank you that you stepped into the gap for me, that you were there for me and that I love you too. And I bless you as my spiritual mother. And thank you for the amazing men in this house that are going to make our day wonderful. (laughs) 
We love you, Lord. And we're going to go forth from today full of joy despite our pain and spread your love to the world because the world needs it. Thank you, Lord, that you partner with us and thank you that you go with us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.